time for hour three. Uh, we got uh, what we got for hour three. We got to talk a little Steelers with Jew Turner. Playoff preview, some coaching stuff. We'll go ahead and just see if Jew Turner's ready to talk a little football. Well, I say that we get into the coaches stuff, and then we tailgate with the last coaching job uh, being that, and then we get Mr. Turner online. And actually, we can go ahead and message him unless you do want to call. We can call him now. I mean, it doesn't. Hey, matter. go go ahead and talk the coaching piece. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, uh, we've completed another regular season of the NFL, and with the completion of the regular season comes uh, jobs becoming available, uh, a.k.a. Black Monday. This year's Black Monday wasn't as great as the uh, prior seasons in the NFL. Typically on Black Monday, you see about, you know, four to five head coaches get got. Uh, this year, there were only two specifically with Cliff Kingsbury and Lovey Smith. And Lovey Smith, technically, he got fired kind of after the game. So technically, he got got on Sunday night. But either way, there were also already three other head coaching positions open. Uh, and with the playoffs still looming, there could be more because there could be a playoff team that gets their coach got. But um, definitely a fun time in the NFL for the non-playoff teams as it is for the playoff teams because now you can look to uh, look forward to you know next season and what it is that you've got to get accomplished in order to make your team one of those playoff teams. So we'll start off by just looking at the three vacant coaching jobs that were kind of open. Um, start with the first coach, first, uh, first coach that got uh, fired, Matt Rule, Carolina Panthers job. Steve Wilkes, interim coach, did a fantastic job. I believe he went 500. Five and five down the stretch uh, to end the season, and they had a respectable seven and ten, considering what that roster was. Next job, you've got the Denver Broncos. You've got Nathaniel Hackett getting hacked, um, and then they who was the interim coach? I forgot. I know that the defensive coordinator was not who they brought in. It was someone else because he didn't want to take the job, probably because he didn't want to fuck up his own chances of getting a head coaching job or potentially a better DC gig uh, that would pay him a little bit more money. Uh, then the next job that was vacant, well, the final of the three in-season firings that was vacant was Frank Reich's position with the Colts that went to Jeff Saturday that sent shockwaves through the NFL. And, of course, Jeff Saturday ended up finishing 1-7 and seven with Jim Irsay reaffirming um, that he would be a viable candidate to continue the job. I don't know anyone that's going to want that Colts job. And maybe that's why he keeps saying that about Jeff Saturday, because Jeff Saturday is probably going to want the job. And with the fresh off season, who knows, maybe he can be a decent coach. We don't know, but certainly there were probably more qualified and more deserving candidates. And then you've got the two positions that did open. Um, you've got Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, something that me and AC spoke about uh, mm -hmm. ad nauseum at the start of the season. Um, really even last off season on what was going to happen in the desert out there in Phoenix. And it comes as no surprise that uh, he ended up getting got, even though now there's rumors that he could be the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots, which will probably be a little bit better of a fit. I feel like he's more of an OC to begin with. I mean, he's a college coach anyways, but you know, he's a Belichick guy, former, um, third stringer for the Patriots uh, when they won the Super Bowl in the early 2000s. Uh, and then the next job, or the final job, at least that is somewhat open, is the Houston Texans. Uh, team that's got a boatload. Uh, I've, uh, team that's got a, uh, they've got their 
number two pick in the draft. They've got a lot that they've got going on. And, um, you know, it just it, – it could be a whirlwind for these coaching jobs. That's for sure. Um, All right, so I'm back. Okay. So, yeah, I, I heard you – I came in when you were talking about Cliff possibly being the OC for the Patriots, right? Is that what I heard? Yeah, I just went down that, you know, Black Monday was not as black as many people – can remember in recent history because there were only two firings with one of them really happening Sunday after their game had finished. So Cliff Kingsbury really being the only coach that got got and then just running through the three vacant head coaching positions that uh came in season. Oh yeah so we what we got we got Indy we have uh San not San Fran Carolina we have uh Houston Denver and yeah it's only five this is a this is a low year and there could uh, be potentially one, of course, once the dust settles from Wild Card Weekend. I yeah, think a lot of people, cool. even though Jerry Jones has come out and said that that isn't going to necessarily be the case, I, I think I I don't believe that to be true at all. And I think that he just doesn't want him thinking that I have to win this game to keep my job. Right. So looking at him, you know, I I think it's 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 interesting because we. I don't see a job that I that I'd just be happy about having. Like, there's not like a great job out there now. If you think you can restore Russell, uh, like like maybe Harbaugh can, I think that can become a good job. But I mean, even the Rams, a job that may be there uh, that we haven't talked about yet because McVeigh is is burned out and it's going to go do some media for a while. That job opens up. You have a broken Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup coming off of a major injury. And no cap space. And a lot of his staff, I mean, which obviously is an indication that he's going to be gone. Certainly in a in a team like that that just won the Super Bowl, you're going to want to retain some of the staff members. Like Raheem Morris is going to be very much so sought after as a D.C. You know, for any job. Well, and, and a head coaching job, obviously. Like, he you should know, be getting a, another head coaching job look now. I could tell you a team like Arizona, because they're not going to get Sean Payton. I could see a team like Arizona bringing him in, honestly. If there was a job that that he would actually get, I could see it being like Arizona. Yeah, because Michael Bidwell. Probably the least ideal job to get, honestly, of the. Well, Michael Bidwell's Bidwell's cheap, and you probably could underpay to get Raheem Morris to come be your head coach because. He wants to be a head coach again, you know. So it kind of probably not going to be good that first year unless you sign a solid Jim. Like Jimmy G's not going to Arizona knowing his college job, so you're going to have to pick from kind of a scrap heap of quarterbacks, but somebody that can maybe Mike White, right? If the Jets don't retain the backup, he's somebody that would jump at the idea of they're going to pay me eighteen million dollars for this one year to come in and be the guy. And I'm pretty much going to start, and if all goes well, then we start rethinking Kyler Murray, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see because I don't see a, a hot coaching, like, prospect out there. Yeah, you got, you got, you got Harbaugh, and you got uh, Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. But – 
Peyton, for one, is so established, I think that he's going to be looking for a lot of specifics for the job that he chooses. And Harbaugh, he's trying to get a pay raise at Michigan because Mel Tucker's making more money than he is. Or if he's actually trying to go to the league, I'm confident in his ability to turn a, a team around. But at the same time, like, unless Russell Wilson turns into just a, a, a top 15 quarterback, a top half of the league quarterback, bro, like, you just have a lot working against you. Yep. I mean, because Chicago, they just they just changed over their coach in front office last year with the number one pick. Houston is more than a uh, the number two overall pick away from showing you anything that you'd like. Yeah, they got a couple of players. They got Damian Pierce. They got Derek Stingley. So you say you see okay. You got little money. Have Mechie next season, assuming that he comes back and is who he was. Hopefully, uh, and they're in a positive about that job too is you're in Texas, so you get to keep more money, uh, yes. and you're in a bad division. For the most part, I mean, the Jaguars certainly appear to be the team that will be taking over to be the class, but it's still the Jacksonville Jaguars. And whenever they've had a season like this where they do make the playoffs and they do win the division, it doesn't last very long. Um, It's a winnable division. How about that? Yeah, it's winnable every year. It's probably one of the most winnable divisions in football year in and year out. I don't think anyone's take. I mean, you had the Andrew Luck years, but really no one's really taken a real just stranglehold on that division uh, since Peyton Manning retired. Uh, so do you think there's going to – I wonder what, like, what's the shocker. You know, you hear about D'Amico Ryans. You hear about, you know, some of these other different coaches. And, you know, is there going to be a shocker who gets a job or are we just going to grab another McVay uh, disciple and say, hey, call some plays for the first time because McVay doesn't let you call plays. If Where about? Are you just saying in general? In general, yeah. Coaches that are open. Yeah. Good question. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think Ryan's for sure gets a job. And I think with Houston, the idea would be that they would want to pair an offensive mind with him with the quarterback that they end up selecting, which I think a lot of us think would be Bryce Young, right? Right. Um, ideally, that's what you're going to want to pair because, I mean, we've got to see here personally in Atlanta at least what the defensive coach does with an offensive coach. And I feel like um, you can get a good offensive coordinator and it can end up working out really, very well for you, like uh, Matt Flores' brother being My- available now. The Jets have gotten rid of him because they didn't have the offensive personnel in reality to make him look as good as his brother as well as anyone else has come from that Shanahan tree. He's going to be an intriguing guy. Maybe Houston brings him in and they do hire D'Amico Ryans. Because if I'm not mistaken, D'Amico Ryans was a Texan, correct? Uh, I don't remember. I know he was a 40, uh, not a 49, he was an Eagle. Uh, but I, I think that, that that marriage, because he's he's coaching for Kyle, uh, D'Amico's coaching for Kyle now. Even if those two weren't on the staff together, they they work together. I, I, I hit the nail. D'Amico Ryan's that's actually where he started. He was a Texan for six years, and then he was an okay. Eagle for four. So, okay. yeah, and that's what I thought. I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm almost certain that he was on those teams with J.J. Watt. But um, 
nonetheless, regardless, um, yeah, he's 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 a guy that I would have to imagine the Houston Texans are going to be keen on getting. Um, and I could see a situation where a guy like D'Amico gets the job, but they have to get a top flight OC to go with them, a guy yeah. that they like and that can do this with the quarterback. Since you've already got your running game, you've got your left tackle. As long as you're gonna, if you do want to pay Larry Tunsil again, you know, um, you got your picks from the Dolphins. Um, yeah. All right, or not not the Dolphins, uh, Cleveland. Yep, you got some extra picks, so we can make something happen. Here's what we're gonna yeah. do: we're gonna, what are, we're gonna do a quick a quick bite with Ju Turner, then we're gonna get to the picks. Okay, let's run it. We got no answer there, but to kind of just tease it a little bit, we're talking to a Steelers fan who um, thinks the Steelers should go in a different direction with head coach, despite not having a losing season in his 16 years and uh, going nine and eight with a roster that um, was less than impressive, especially on the offensive side of the, of, of the ball with a rookie quarterback and a terrible offensive coordinator and a lame duck GM who was able to to draft the team and then walk away. <laughs> and a guy, too, that uh, holds the standard of uh, championships or bust uh, in an organization that, for all we know historically, has six Super Bowl championships, but four of them were won in the 70s and They've only won two, so that would mean, let's see, 80 to 23. In 43 years, they've only got two titles. Um, and I know that they lost two Super Bowls as well, one in the 90s and then one um, when they lost to the Packers. But uh, at the same time, you know, two Super Bowl titles in 43 years, I don't think that you can really be upset with the idea of not – winning the Super Bowl, but having a winning season, um, especially when your coach will be sought after by many. Mike Tomlin would have all five coaching vacancies that are currently open. They would all offer him the job of the Steelers yeah. five today. And some coach and some jobs would become, would become vacant if he hit them, hit the market. Right. There will be people that would want to entertain the idea of getting a guy like that, that doesn't lose because that's the name of the game, winning and losing, and he doesn't do it. Whether it's not winning playoff games or not making the playoffs, he's still not – He's get, every year you've got a chance, no matter what. And that's all you can ask for in a winning uh, franchise and organization. Let, Les Snead would say, hey, Sean, you got two days to make your decision, man. We're making an offer on Tomlin if you're, if you're playing around with this. You're our guy if you want to stay here, but uh, don't make me wait. Yeah. You know one team who wouldn't uh, offer him a job? Who? Cowboys. That's because they've got their eyes set on exactly who it is that they want to hire. Wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter. You just think that they don't want a black coach in Dallas. Is that? I didn't say that, that at all. I didn't say that at all. 
Which more is, than one uh, That's what it is. <laughs> hey, you, that, that, hey, Sean Payton's exactly who they want in reality. He is. It's, it's been a rumor for a better part of the last decade. So, you ready to hit that six pack? Yes, sir. All right, let's get that six pack going. All right, we've got the uh, first edition of the six pack um, for the 2023 NFL playoffs, and we're going to get into it, and we're just going to actually go in order uh, of the games with these. So uh, we'll start off with the Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I like the nine and a half. I don't see how you don't lay it. Uh, the 49ers have been the hottest team in the NFL. Uh Seattle's lucky to be there. They're just happy to be at the dance. So we're going to roll with the 49ers minus nine and a half. I think that that's a relatively easy one to lay. Uh, the next game, Saturday night's game, probably the closest contested game. We got the, I was about to say San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to take over 47 and a half. This opened up at 47, but I still like it going over 47 and a half. Two young, bright quarterbacks should see a lot of points get put up on the board. Um, Next game, we've got the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. This is the 1 o'clock window on Sunday. I like under 43 and a half. I think with Skylar Thompson starting, I just don't see the Dolphins being able to put up the points. We got to see him put up a big six against um, – who is it that they played? Somebody. They scored six fucking points. I don't see them really doing much better in Buffalo and probably rugged conditions, plus do it for DeMar – being and he might be at the game. Who knows what'll fucking happen? They might pull that stop out, but we'll see. Uh, next, we got the four o'clock window. My first upset of the day. We got the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. Already played the season. Game winning field goal for the Vikings to win that game. I don't think that they're going to be as lucky, especially with a week's rest of the Giants. Give me the Giants money line to go into Minnesota and uh, advance to the next round. Uh, then finally, we got the Sunday. Well, not finally, but then we got the Sunday. Uh, Night wild card game, which is the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. Lamar Jackson's ass is not fucking playing because he hasn't practiced, and Tyler Huntley not, not, might not even play because there was no media availability when he was supposed to be throwing the football. Uh, so we're going to roll with the Bengals minus six and a half. I bought half a point here because it opened at six and a half. And even though I think they will cover the eight, we'll just leave that little wiggle room that they'll win by touchdown. So give me minus six and a half Bengals. And then finally, the game of the week, we've got the Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Possibly Tom Brady's last game, probably isn't. And then we've got the Dallas Cowboys, this team that looked terrible last week and then just historically has not been a great playoff team over the last two decades. But probably Pete's going to roll up the Dallas Cowboys on the money line. Uh, I think that they are a more complete team, and I'm not going to be fooled by Tampa just because they have Tom Brady and the Cowboys look bad last week. You know what? I like that six-pack. So we got the 49ers minus nine and a half. We got Chargers at Jacksonville over 47 and a half. We got Dolphins at Bills under 43 and a half. Mm -hmm. We got the Giants on the money line. We got the Bengals minus six and a half. And we got the Cowboys on the money line. That is correct. Oh, man. You like it. I love it. Now it's time for Lee's three. Lee's three. Lee's three. Lee's three. Lee's three. Let's go Giants on the money line because I, I I just want the Vikings to lose. Okay. Let's take that Bengals minus six and a half because the Baltimore Ravens are going to 
throw a, a third string quarterback out there with the best team uh, in the league going into the playoffs. And Lamar Jackson has Lamar Jackson is showing his worth. You know, when you hear people talk about I'm worth this, I'm worth that, I don't deserve the market dictates worth. And Lamar is showing you his worth. And if y'all let him go to free agency or if y'all just franchise him and dangle him out there, the trade piece, y'all are going to see what his true worth is other uh, Baltimore. And then finally, give me them boys on the money line. How okay. about them Cowboys? I'm a little surprised that you're going that route, but okay. No, I, I, I think the, the Buccaneers are a terrible football team. Me too. I'm not going to be fooled by how bad the Cowboys looked in their last week, knowing that somebody, I, I mean, maybe that didn't have anything to do with it, but the Eagles got out to a 13 nothing lead like in the first quarter. They And they knew the Giants were playing. They didn't even play Tyrod Taylor. They played their third stringer, you know, yeah, Webb, Davis Webb. I mean, so. Ambrose, the, the Buccaneers are 8-9, and and, and there are a couple, there's three games I can think of that they should have lost. That too. Uh, one being to the Falcons earlier in the season. One Falcons game. Rough in the past. One of the Saints games. Yep. And uh, I can't think of the other one, but and and, and one the pan in the one in the Carolina game. Like those are three games they should have lost. So all division I, too. Yeah, I'm not impressed with them, and I'm not going to act like I'm impressed. Anything else to add, Parlay Pete, before we get out of here? No, I think that that's about it. All right, man. Enjoy the show. We'll have the stuff up for you tomorrow, and I will see you on Friday. We'll see you then, sir. All right, man. All right. Out of here.